from here wrong, there wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong, from here wrong. I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we back. We here for episode 106. Yeah, yeah, welcome Gonna back. Gonna keep pushing. You know what I mean? We, we love doing this for you guys, so we're happy that you guys are joining us again for another episode. So, uh, you been watching anything interesting this weekend? Nah, I didn't catch nothing. I was still playing uh, POE this week, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. POE Path of Exile? No, 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 hell no. <laughs> Pillars <laughs> of Eternity. Okay, that's what's up. Um, yeah, man, I've been uh, actually looking forward to, like, I think I'm going to have to scoop up Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza Zef 7. I believe I previously had said it was Yakuza 4. It's actually Yakuza 7 nice. in the series, but yeah. Yeah, I got to go scoop that before the 5th, as a matter of fact. Yeah, that game is good. And... The more I read reviews and watch playthrough clips and stuff like that, the game just looks amazing. Like, it's a very fun game. Like, it's not perfect, of course, but it hits everything, especially because I'm used to, you know, some degree of bugs in a game. You know, no one's ever played a game with perfect visual fidelity where there's never a pop-in or a clipping issue. So I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I don't mind. But Is that an actual complaint about the game that people are making? No, but it's a pl- it's a very big complaint about Cyberpunk because evidently oh, it's egregious. Man, of course, game. of course, there's gonna be a complaint. They literally rushed the game. Yeah, Ugh. that's a, such a letdown. But anyway, um, I caught two things. Um, one of which I I didn't complete. So, uh, ex- the Expanse, which is a show that I've talked about previously, the season five came out, but they're nice, releasing it episodically. Nice. Um, so I was excited to see that they started releasing the episodes. I was bummed to, to realize I was going to have to wait at least like mm-hmm. three or four more weeks for them to finish releasing the, uh, the season. But, um, so I, I, I watched, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I indulged in like the first two episodes, which the show is really good, man. And it's pretty well acted for a bunch of, uh, of actors who aren't particularly well known. You might say they, uh, they did a really good job. So I'm looking forward to, to catching the rest of that eventually. But um, I also watched Soul, which nice. had I watched that prior to New Year's, that would have been in my my top movies of the year for sure. That movie was really good. It was a really well told story. Like I'm I'm sure that 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 kind of uh, character arc has been told before, but not in that way. The way that they chose to do it, I thought it was really well do- done. And and it does something that um that uh disney movies don't frequently do which is it it it, uh it deals with the idea of death very directly okay and someone dying and and it does so in i think a very tactful way for young people and um it doesn't i don't think i think they did a good job of of instilling an idea of finality in death but at the same time not doing so in a scary way you know what i mean you don't want to frighten kids because yeah, when that that you know, I'm I don't know if a lot of people remember when they originally went through that kind of existential tug of war in their own head about like I'm gonna die, like no matter what I do today, one day I'm gonna die. That first time is pretty rough, you know what I mean? And I think that they did a tactful job of 
if they if you if your child has been living in a bubble and not really thinking about that when they encounter it in this movie at least it won't be scary <laughs> so i thought that was cool but overall the story was was uh a, a compelling one the characters were the voice acting of course and the the animation are just top notch got um got a, got a lead in a disney movie that's that's a pretty big get What's that? I'm sorry. I was glad Jamie Foxx got a lead in it. Oh, Disney yeah. Was, oh, my goodness. Oh, that was Jamie Foxx. I mean, it was an amazing voice performance from everybody. Everybody does a really good job. And Pixar has has just taken that animation to another another level. Like, there was portions. Like, the items almost looked real. But the characters looked, you know, cartoony and exaggerated, but not out of setting. Like it was really interestingly done. It was amazing, and um, it was a majority black cast. That's pretty dope. It was very interesting. Um, I thought that that was a very it was a, it fit. You know what I mean? Like it it wasn't it didn't feel forced or shoehorned. It was just a story about a black man, and as you can imagine, in his world, his he when he was dealing with his family, it was black people, <laughs> and you know he connected with a student. It just so happened to be a black student that led him into a jazz band. And jazz bands are 99% what? Black people. So it wasn't like shoehorned. All of the situations were exactly what you would expect. So I was really happy to see that. So it wasn't like, you know, he was on an all-black lacrosse team. And it's like, really? <laughs> I don't think, I don't even think that exists anywhere. That's funny. Like, you made that for this fucking show and that's stupid. It wasn't anything like that. It was a very um, genuine, organic um, setting. Uh, the character was super relatable, and and to no in no short degree because of Jamie Foxx's amazing voice performance. Um, but yeah, Soul was just a really really good movie, and um, I highly recommend it. Highly that's recommend nice. it. Um, yeah, that's I I I mean I don't even want to go too much into the plot for fear of spoilers because this is one that I just want to leave like. I was so pleasantly surprised by every single plot turn in that movie that I wouldn't even dine to 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 spoil one for anybody. Like it was that good of an experience. Like take your time, enjoy it. Um, take family. It's something that is fun to see with people because you're gonna want to talk about it because it's <clears throat> it's a kids movie, but it's delving into very deep philosophical ideas. And yeah, I just I can't. I might speak more about it next episode when, since I've given this whole pre, you know, episode warning. But yeah, it's it's a good movie. Soul is definitely worth delving into. It's um just the uh, philosophical concepts, the social concepts, and there's even theological concepts because they deal with death and you know, what could happen in death without talking about God. And that is something that's very tied together for a lot of people. So that's even something that in in circumventing that discussion, you make a discussion, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, I want to move on from that. That was really good, though. So um, this episode, I'm pretty much just going to run down um, some of the things that I'm really looking forward to in 2021. You know, okay, just... Okay. Uh, uh, and it's it's not comprehensive in in any way, shape, or form, but it's just acts, people, performances, and events that I'm looking forward to seeing 
what 2020 brings of them. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, let's go ahead and just kick it off. I want to talk about uh, musical artists first, because music is something that I indulge in very frequently now. It's a, it's a way that I connect with my son frequently. And so, you know, I'm always very, very uh, apt to, to, to be paying attention to, to musical artists. So in 2021, um, I'm definitely want to start off with Hit Boy. Yeah, for because sure. Hit Boy Definitely. had such a stellar 2020 that I fear what this man is going to do when it is opened up and he could do whatever he wants. He could actually add performances and all kinds of shit to the repertoire. And all he does is get a massive inflow of of, of, of capital and what he does with that. Because just he produced he produced in 2020 Big Sean. Freddie Gibbs, um, Nas, and a host of other albums and 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 tracks. Bangers like, all year in one year, my nigga. That if you don't understand the gravity of of that year for Hit Boy, then you you just don't get what's going on in music. But that's that's okay. That's so that's that's your own right. But if you're if you know, you know. I am I am anxious to see if Hit Boy follows that up with a banging 2021 because he did that with with shackles on. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't able to go where he wanted to go. He wasn't able to to actually add a huge revenue stream, which is I'm sure that he DJs, you know what I mean, for, you know, events and stuff like that. Like when he has all of that now capable with the with the with the tailwind of of 2020 for him i'm looking forward to seeing his 2021 it's gonna it's gonna be filled with good music and so um moving on from that i'm interested to see what kendrick is doing because it's his turn yeah it's kendrick's turn in tde exactly yeah and and that's the thing is is that tde has always maintained a very strict release cycle their artists never compete with each other they and that's how they keep it fair is they keep it in cycle. So it's if you see that they're in the studio and they're working hard right now on Absol's album, it's because it's Absol's turn. Everyone gets their turn. If they're working on Schoolboy Q's album, it's because it's Schoolboy Q's turn. If they're working on J-Rock's album, it's because it's J-Rock's turn. So right now, I'm pretty sure, because Reason just had his turn, um, I'm pretty sure it's Zach. I don't know if Zachary's working on an actual album, but... He's been he's already released some stuff through the quarantine. I'm pretty sure it's Kendrick's turn. And so I'm very anxious to see what his 2021 looks like because that's going to be amazing. And you can't and and in my opinion, when you're mentioning someone of Kendrick's status, you're also mentioning that 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 bracket. And so I can't not mention I'm looking forward to see what J. Cole does because it's also his turn. Yeah. Because Dreamville has been releasing yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff between but and 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 it's transmedia stuff because it's merch, it's videos, it's it, you know what I mean? It's a lot of stuff. It's collaborative works. It's not as much of the single, you know, artist stuff. And so 2021 for Dreamville is going to be big and especially I'm looking for J. Cole in 2021. I'm really hoping. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm I'm hoping for whatever he brings because 
he did recently release an image of um uh, a kind of uh, album roadmap that he a simple album roadmap that he had plotted out, and you know I only assume you showing the roadmap because something's coming. <laughs> Stay out the way. You know what I mean? That's that's a, that's a it's a shot across the bow to the to the other to the other artists. Like, all right, y'all do what y'all got to do because when I come, I'm coming, and we're doing it big. I don't know. I'm just talking shit for Jay Polo because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that none of that context was in what he what he did. Nah, <laughs> that's all. Jay Cole don't need to talk. Jay Cole don't even. He one of the last albums he dropped. He didn't even do no promotion for it. <laughs> no, and that's just still so. Absolutely, because he has that much. He has that much. Yo, man, behind him, but um. Another artist I'm looking forward to seeing their 2020 is Royce, because nice. Royce yeah, made Royce's his been leveling up in the my last nigga, year. like he he was leveling because I you know he did a collaborative album with M back in like 2000 and I want to say four that I heard him on and I got I immediately was like yo I really appreciate the way this dude is rapping <laughs> and then I didn't hear it from him for a long time. And it wasn't because he wasn't doing stuff. It's because I personally wasn't tapped into that demographic. It was just that one song that made it out into the ether that I had managed to pick up on. And then here comes the whole, you know, Eminem resurgence. And then he's bringing up the D12 resurgence. And then, you know what I mean? And then all of the people started getting mentioned. And then he was doing Slaughterhouse stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he then he became on my radar, my, my radar more. And to see how how metered his progress was between those two points and then where he's gone from there to today, it, it's leaps and bounds, bro. It's sure. leaps and bounds. Royce is a Royce is a is is on his way to being one of the more important um I don't know if I'd say gatekeepers. But I would say influential artists in the public spectrum, because Royce's public-facing um, um, engagement is really positive, extremely positive, I would say, and I and I appreciate it a lot. And his podcast with Lupe is fire. That shit's gonna blow up twenty twenty one. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to see where Royce is going with his music, with his production, because Allegory was his, I think, his debut in producing the whole album. And that shit was was dummy too. I mean, Royce is multi talented, and uh, and and I think that he has a lot to offer coming into twenty twenty one. I couldn't go very far without saying that I'm looking forward to see what Tiana Taylor does. She's taken off in some of her solo ventures. Um, I think that she has some collaborations that 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 are going to be fruitful. And so I just wanted to make sure that I took a moment out to mention her. And I really look forward to seeing her 2021. Um, And just some people who I personally am interested in that I would like to, you know, I I hope that they follow up the things that they did in 2020 because they didn't, they weren't too prolific, but they did some stuff. But I hope they follow it up with a lot more in 2021 is um, Coffee. Nice. Hell yeah. Coffee, you know, she put out her lockdown. She put out pressure. She had some tracks releasing. So she, I'm glad that she stayed on the scene. But I want to see her bus way, yo. I want to see just, I want to see a whole bunch of music from her, yo. Because she don't miss with me. Not once yet. So I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing what her 2021 brings. And I she hope it comes it. with a lot of music. 
music music, you know what I mean? Album music, any kind of music she want to produce. But I definitely look forward to seeing what, what what she come out with. And um and Shmino. Shmino is a St. Louis rapper that I've be, I've I've become a fan of over time and um he's just a really great artist. He's good at visual art. He's into fashion. His raps are impeccable. Um there's just not a there's not a lot of bad things you could say about Shmino, you know what I mean? He's conscious, he's aware of himself in the context of him being a black man in America, which is always important to me. Because there's too many of these niggas who just they get a little bit of money and they act like like and it's because the, their money comes from white people, they fall in love with them. You know what I mean? And it's it's not a healthy thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Damn. But um yeah, man. Uh, I'm very, very much looking forward to to what Shmino puts out. Um, and finally, I want to wrap up with um her. Nice. I nice. think her is gonna gonna have a big, um, a big 2021. She she did uh she did a few a few pieces throughout 2020. Um, intermittently, she did a lockout lockdown tribute and all that stuff. But I want to see I want to see what all of this time inside with her and her feelings has d- does them. i'm sorry because nah man that's and i don't say that because i want her to go through turmoil i just know that, that i'm just laughing because the phrasing was funny yeah man because you know r&b people gotta go through some shit to to, to it's to, not just to r&b people art pain is very conducive to art. absolutely r&b people is mostly emotional pain rappers like to go through gun pain you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, you're going through some kind of struggle. I'm just, and I, I, I say that in jest, but it's not funny. The, um, the, the epidemic of violence. It's facts. In, in you know rap. what I mean? Most, of, most, most of the people you know that are really good and famous came from struggle. And yeah. there's oh, like absolutely. 20 or 30% of them that was nepotism. But most of the people who get there have to fight through it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they have so much, uh, uh, desire and will to fight through it is because they come from such hardship. True story. But um, 2021, you know, I was looking at movies. So I want to move on to movies I'm looking forward to in um 2021. And honestly, I was looking at the movies, and there's not a lot that I'm actually heavily looking forward to. And the stuff that I found was mostly Marvel productions. Yeah, and I don't know if that's much. my fault, because I have, I have a hugely skewed bias, or if it's just that Marvel productions... Marvel Studios are the only ones who were managing to keep up production schedules to get their stuff out for 2021 in the face of the pandemic. I don't know what it is. It it's might probably not, my bias. It might also be because Marvel's the only one with the confidence to actually want to drop their shit. But that's no, I don't know if that's to be seen though because they still haven't dropped um uh, uh Black Widow yet. Oh, but that's on they the list. It's on, on the that. list for next year. Yeah, it was on the list for this year too. You feel me? So but I understand why saying. they put it off. Like what? But I'm saying nothing has really changed in regards to that. As to True. what you know, what I'm saying so. That's why I'm saying I'm looking forward to. So yeah, my list is short, but it and it mostly comprises of uh of Marvel movies, as I said. But um, starts off with Morbius. Nice. I'm looking forward to Morbius, man. I love that story. The, the trailer looked. I cool. hope they do it well, man. I hope the they do it well. Cool. Um, it, they're probably not. That's a wait and see for I, me. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think that they're gonna do it well. I just hope they do it well. Because it's a it's the type of movie that can too easily become um, a pander fest, like it panders to children, you know. And and I'm not interested in that personally. Well, um, luckily, I don't think you can really pander Morbius to kids that much. You can. It could become like a Twilight type shit. I mean, it could, but it definitely wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't think, and that's my. I point. don't think they would go that direction. Listen, I don't hold anything against them. 
If there, because I'm not making the decisions, I put anything in the air, and and as you said, it's a wait and see. You know, it's it, I don't think it'll be as bad as that, but I hope that they that that they uh, parlay that that Marvel cinematic uh, magic that they have. Um, because oh, have otherwise, you seen the trailers for it? Yes, and they look good. Yeah, and that, I'm, that, and I'm seem, that's that seemed pretty stuff. dark too. Yeah. So uh, tonally, I think it, it's on the right track, but still, it's all, it's going to be a wait and see because it's not a Marvel production. It's not. No, it's it's a Sony. It's like a Sony attachment. It's not a Marvel Studios movie. Oh. Let me double check. I'm, I might be no, talking out of my ass. No, I could be mistaken on, because I own the thing is is that I know Morbius is a Marvel property only. But Morbius you're right. is a Spider Man property, and, and you know what I mean. I'm not a. I don't know about the whole back end part of it. And so, yeah, I, that that could be, you know, because I read Morbius comics and I see Marvel stamps, but it's, it's Spider-Man. You're right. He's a Spider-Man villain or he's a Spider-Man anti-hero. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, I think it says uh, Columbia production companies, Columbia. So, yeah, it's not it's not a Marvel Marvel Studios production movie. It's not in the slate of any. Man, well, you just go away to shoot my first one in the that, face. That's like, why I said it's a wait and see. Why you just double barrel my first that's toy kick in the face, bro? See, you know what I mean? Damn. I mean, it could savage. be like Venom, where it's like a little bit above the middle. You know what I mean? Well, see, and 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 Venom is on my list as number two. I'm looking forward to Venom. Nice. Venom is going to be Venom two, and I forget what it's called. Is going to be released. I had my qualms with Venom, but Venom actually hit in the public way Wait, harder than that you would have thought. Yeah, I did and, not expect it to do that well. And it did really well, dude. It did really well. <laughs> Especially after seeing it, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, listen to me. Listen to me. As much as I, I felt like, that right, way, guys, I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm just going to rescind it to, you know All what? Right, Let guys, me. Sure. I don't mind pulling that one back. But at the end of the day, I'm like, because I did not fine, feel that strongly about now, that movie when I watched it. But yeah, the the people who feel strongly about it, I I care about them, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, on this one. I mean, let's see how they do on this one. You know what I mean? Like, the first one was enough to it, it was enough to hate and enough to, a little more to love, so it balanced out at the end. But yeah, it wasn't it it it, it wasn't something that um. I was immediately married to. It had parts that I liked. Um, and it had a lot of parts I didn't like. Yeah. But the fact that they made so much of it means that the next movie is actually I I feel that a little at least follow it up with that level of production. Also, um and, and I can only expect them to like and Tom Hardy I trust. Yeah. So and and Woody House and Woody House is supposed to be playing Carnage, or at least he was in the in the ending post credit scene of the first one. So nah, I wouldn't trust that. Though. So we'll see. Nah, I flex with Woody House. No, no, no. I w- I wouldn't trust that, he, that he's gonna follow through with that character. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I know it's a maybe, but <laughs> uh, I know it's a. I'm not. I don't know if it's a confirmed thing or not. But yeah, there's that. As we mentioned, Black Widow. Nice. I'm looking yeah. forward to Black Widow. It's yeah. they they say it's coming out next year May or this year May, <laughs> um, and if it does, honestly, I I know that Scarlett Johansson is problematic, but I think she's a great actress, yeah, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing her destroy that role. And um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really cool action in it, and I like it because it's not going to be the um, superhero action anymore. It's probably going to be like just cool spy action, like martial arts, uh, espionage shit, which I am a huge fan of. That you know what I mean, like. And I'm, Can't miss. and I'm interested to see um, David Harbour as the fat Russian. He looks pretty funny in that. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, man. It just looks like an overall fun movie, my kind of. And and it takes, you know, something that I like, the, the spy genre, and then another thing I like, Marvel, and puts them together. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm all with the genre and, and the IP mix. Like, yeah, I, I'm on board. I just hope that... I hope that it's a, as compelling of a story because I'm not exactly sure, like, how... Is this a deep story or is it going to be a very linear, you know... She goes through training. She becomes a spy. She stops wanting to be a spy. She gets recruited by Marvel on in a movie. Like I hope it's not like a straight line like that. You know. Um. I mean, you did leave out the entire part where she's got to go rescue her dad and reunite with her sister. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that's worked in. Because I think that that's going to be a plot worked in over the course of a lot of those elements that I described. Mm-hmm. So it should be fun. Yeah. Um. And finally, um. This is one that. I also don't know how to feel. Um, Shang-Chi. I'm interested. I've seen, I'm very um, interested. I've seen some of... Uh, what is his name? Sam Liu? I want to say Sam Liu. Uh, Simu Liu. That's what it is. Okay. Simu. Um, but I, I saw that they did like this cool little... Uh, I guess it was a screen... They showed us the screen test that they did. And at least their martial arts is on point. So at the very least, that should be amazing. And that's, again, taking so, IP I love and then mixing it with really, the genre I love. Yeah. I love me some martial arts, bruh. Big time. Definitely. And you know what I'm saying? I believe Shang... No, he's not. No, no. He's not. Shang-Chi's not connected to Iron Fist in any way, right? I don't think so. Mm, uh, what is Shang-Chi connected to? He's a character that I'm not very familiar with me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. I'm still... Yeah, it's a Marvel I'm, movie, so... <laughs> It, it, and it should be way better martial arts than in um, Iron God, Fist, Iron so. Fist was so bad. So, uh, yeah, I'm super duper excited to see that. Their screen test was dope. Their, the hits was on point. The filming was good. They were funny. Light. I love it. Let's see. And so that so already I've hit four uh, Marvel slash Marvel affiliated uh, movies. And you didn't even touch on the series yet. None of the series is coming well, out. Well, I haven't touched, on, I haven't touched on, on TV shows. I'll, oh, okay, I'll do that okay. later. Um so it, there are two other movies that I'm interested in, um, and it just shows my terrible bias. Like that's the thing is that these are just the ones that I'm interested in. There's a lot of other shit coming I mean, out. So it's movies you're supposed to like them based on bias. <laughs> they so, just yeah. be made to cater towards one of them. And also the lists that I used were probably not even complete because I didn't see a lot of action stuff on there. But um, Dune. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I did hear they were um, making a remake of that with an all-star fucking cast. Yes. I'm a huge fan of Frank Herbert's Dune. Um, it's an amazing saga about, uh, you know, resource development, um, holy war. Uh, just It's it's a really, really good sci-fi And it's directed politics. by Denny Villeneuve, who did, um, uh, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Damn it! Movie with the android thing. Ex Machina. No, no, recently. Oh man, Blade Runner. I don't know. That's the one. Blade Runner. <laughs> yes. I'm just like I'm just mad movies <laughs> with androids, bro. Like, but you 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 saw her. You saw her. Yeah. With that. Um, I was just trying to think of what would be an appropriate setting that would also apply to that. Right, like his aesthetic in another setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to Dune. Um, it's it is quite an epic saga, and that's something that I would love to to uh, to do oh. another reading of as an adult. I haven't read that shit since I was 16, bro. And so yeah, it, it's a but it's a hefty undertaking. It's a lot of very thick books, 
a lot of side books. Like, there's a lot of canon that's written, um, like, uh, from alternate areas of the universe. Like, it spans, like, ga- galaxies and universes. <laughs> it's it's pretty absurd in scope. But um, it's it's pretty well written for the most part. But um, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that, to the movie adaptation of that. And finally, Matrix Four. Hey. I have no fucking clue how or hey. what or why or if the Wachowski uh, sisters are. Yeah, let's go by the Wachowskis then. The Wachowskis are involved. Um, I, I have no it. idea, it but them. it's the Matrix, so I'm going to watch it. And I'm probably going to hate myself for it. I'm probably going to feel similarly to how do I do so about the, the Last Jedi. Um, it's probably going to be a, sh- a dumpster fire. But boy, am I looking forward to Matrix Four. No, it should be it should be good. It's the same people involved. Well, it's, it's uh, Lana Wachowski is the director. So, it, is Keanu Reeves involved? Yes, sir. Main character Keanu Reeves. How they crucified Jada him? Pinkett Smith is coming. They back. literally crucified him at the end of the Bro, last his movie. His digital program. Oh, nigga, the that, man, that Neil's digital. Really? <laughs> man, that shit is absurd, bro. But I look forward Copied to, him to nonetheless. Damn, copy and download them into the new body the same way that they did the, the Smith. That's fucked up. Hey, bro, let me get that body though, cuz. Merovingian's back, so I'm excited for that. Oh, Jesus, how is he? Oh, man. I'm excited for that. So I guess they're gonna have, they're trying to, to, to um, I guess, broker an existence with the constructs inside the Matrix for some reason, which I don't know, I can't imagine why. I don't know, man. I like to just dive in without knowing, you know what I mean? That's what no I would do. I'm definitely not going to watch nothing or look look at anything in reference to it until it comes out. That's for sure. But yeah. All right. So then moving on from movies, let's talk about TV shows. And mm-hmm. there was a, a good amount of TV shows, a lot of which are follows up, follow-ups to things that I talked about here. So I look forward to to catching them um, in their in their continuations. And so uh, we'll start off with Raised by Wolves season two. Nice, damn, that's coming out quick. Yeah, well, I don't. I think that that's third quarter though, actually. And so these are in no specific order, by the way. So you know, they some of these might be coming out sooner than others. But Raised by right, Wolves right. left off in an, a, a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, cliffhanger where you know the this android of death somehow. <laughs> Gets impregnated and gives birth to a flying serpent, hey. and then the serpent escapes out into the environment. On, so to, much religious iconography. Bro, that shit was out of control. So I, I have to watch to see where it's going from there. You know it's what like, I mean? I gotta know what that snake. Yeah, does because next. if if you and I don't even care about saying that because if you start watching the show, you'll still not see that coming. You can know that that's coming and you'll watch the sequence of events and still not see that coming. Like, I know it's coming, but how the fuck, that's funny. at what point do they get from there? And it was like, wow, okay, it Surprise, happened. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's pretty absurd. But um, yeah, Raised by Wolves, season two. That's going to be hot. Um, Witcher, season two. Hey, yeah, I heard Definitely um, looking forward to seeing what Geralt yeah. is doing. Hell yeah. I think um who's this supposed to be in there? Was it Manganiello that's supposed to be in in season two? I have no idea. Um, I generally didn't. I didn't play this uh, Witcher three. I I was vaguely familiar with the storyline of the books, 
And so, yeah, I have no idea where they're going to take the TV, uh, the, the Netflix series, but the first season was very entertaining. Yeah, you know, it had it. maybe one little lull in it right before the end, but for the most part, it was an enjoyable ride. And so, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to season two. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, that's going to be hot. And and this is one of my guilty pleasures, which it is what it is. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, season two of Rhythm and Flow. Okay. That, Never seen you that. know, that D Smoke got his breakout performance on there, which he's a a, a local rapper that I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Um, it was so funny because throughout the season, I kept seeing Sir in the background. I'm like, yo, is that Sir? Yo, man, why is Sir in this shit? And then nobody's even mentioning him, bro. Like, and then he's like, oh, yeah, this is my brother, Sir. And I'm like, get the this nigga but yeah it was it was it, the first season was really fun um they did a good i think they did a, did a good job of producing it um all of the personalities were pretty entertaining the and the artists that they invited on were all pretty diverse and had their own little sticks and they and a lot of them were very talented and so yeah i look forward to to season two of that hopefully it'll do a little bit less chance to rapper on there but <laughs> you know one could only so, one can only hope right then we have um, Upload, which was a really interesting uh, romantic comedy about a, uh, a not-so-distant future in which you can upload yourself after death into a digital afterlife. And so it's about the kind of class dynamics that go into that, the kind of afterlives people get, things like that. <laughs> and um, Yo, you can only afford the whack afterlife, my G. That's yeah. just how it goes. And that is what it is. And so there's actually, I mean, it gets so bad as like some people, um, their bandwidth gets restricted to so to to such an extreme degree that their afterlife consists of them living in like a featureless cell. Nigga, why don't you just erase your consciousness at that point? Bro. That's perma-torture. Because you never know if you might do something to get you some money. Yeah, you know, you might, life, you might in the afterlife meet a rich chick See, and she's willing to give you some, graf- that's some exact- credits. Dangle that character in front of people. Yeah, dog. Aspirational poor, yeah, baby. Dog, that's, that's how we do it. Do. Bro, you're almost there, man. Aspirational poverty is the fucking most <laughs> ridiculous form of gaslighting and the most, I think, evil form of gaslighting there is. You almost got it. Oh, yeah, so no, no, no. You could be a millionaire, man. It's you just so got to make that song, man. Just got to make that song, man. You, you'll be a millionaire. You yeah. just got to keep practicing shooting that ball, bro. You could be that next millionaire. Bro, fuck out of here. <laughs> But um, anyway, sorry, that is a complete divergence from Upload, which is a really uh, entertaining uh, uh, expose on kind of that that uh, kind of class dynamic that could happen in a digital afterlife. And so, yeah, that was that one I'm looking forward to season two of. Um, and this is this one is another kind of guilty pleasure, but uh, Warrior Nun. Hey, they got a season two. Oh, it's just coming out next yes. year. I'm excited for that. They got a season two, which man, that. I think they're gonna have to do something big, man, or else I don't see a season three coming, bro. Because season one was it had its high points, but it definitely had its low points. And so, yeah, Warrior Nun season two, um, they got some some real splaining to do. Yeah, but I see a lot of potential for it. I see a lot of potential for it. Um, they. I guess, and you know, I wonder sometimes if they, if they like are getting focus grouped as they write this shit, because like sometimes like mid season, you'll just see them scrap some characters. Like they, they put some real time in. So I'm like, what? How that character dead already? Like what? Don't tell me that was a shaggy dog story. Like you put all that time and effort into that. And 
in like a series, TV series with mad characters? Like, well, not for Warrior Nun though, but for other TV series, might. But Netflix shows usually get made the whole package at the same time. Oof. They don't have time to focus group it. Man, like the the rate at which they choose to bail on their failed characters is hilarious because, like, I mean, I just can't imagine that they why they put so much like screen time into them. Hey, but man, hey, sometimes people die. That a is a thing that happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm interested you, like, to see where shotgun Mary's going. Sometimes you put a lot of effort into your life. I, I want to see her use her shotguns short. more frequently. <laughs> she that, that was always fun and entertaining. Yeah, shotgun Mary's dope. And um I love her character. I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything next year for um, Umbrella Academy, which was kind of sad, but I'm hoping to see that come back hopefully in 2022. But um back to 2021, don't get ahead of ourselves. Insecure season five, okay, man, that, that's Shout my that's Easter my drama show. show. You know what I mean? If, if ever like you know, I find it I find it beneficial to have a diverse viewing, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, viewing uh, choice. You know, because it, if you never consume anything of any drama, yeah, you you you'll be missing out on a lot. You know what I mean? So it's not always going to be hit. It's not not all drama is going to hit. But you should always find try to find one that's kind of good, and insecure is that for me. It's always a great like kind of you know ratchet. It is a little bit ratchet, but it's also very indicative of of the lived experience of people. You know what I mean? Like it's not so slapstick that it's just completely unbelievable. You know, and 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 so I really appreciate uh, insecure for that. But yeah, it, it's my choice of drama show. So that coming back for season five will fill a nice little hole in my in my um my watch list. But yeah, you, you got um Stranger Things season four coming up, and so I, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this. Um, I think that they were kind of, I think they're kind of flailing. I don't know if they know. I don't know if they had. Four seasons of material. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm surprised that shit's still going. Yeah, like I, I figured um a three season wrap up would have been good for them, but maybe they're gonna do a four season wrap up. Cause season two didn't really hit well. Season three did a lot better. But season four, all right guys, don't squander all your your goodwill. Because we you know, people were really patient with that season two. And so yeah. Season four, it'll be very interesting to see where they go. Westworld. Coming out with a season four, okay. which season three of Westworld kind of <laughs> definitely did not um, live up to the potential. Um, not with the the not with the the amazing actors that were involved with it. That's that was a shame. Like honestly, like they, to have so many good performances and just have the storyline not hold together the way it did, just kind of was kind of sad. Um, but hey, you know. I think that it's modular enough to where they can recover. Um, they could definitely find a, an avenue in season four to go, you know, that kind of doesn't just rely on MacGuffins and, and, and you know, plot holes. Because season three was just real plot holy. Like, it, a lot of it didn't make sense. A lot of it didn't make sense. And not just on the, like, oh, you don't understand it. Like, but you just said and demonstrated why that was not true. Like you, 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 you literally demonstrated physically why that was impossible, Man, and then it happened. Digital. And yeah, you can't. I, I don't think that that's a great way to <laughs> to to um establish the um 
main main concept of the villain in your in your series. It's not a very productive way. But hey, season four, I'm open minded. You know, I think that they built up enough goodwill with me to where I'll just kind of let sweep that under the rug if they can uh, if they can stick the landing. And and you know, not for nothing. Important thing. You know, maybe four uh, seasons is like that's a good number of seasons. Like, not everything's got to be Sopranos. Like, you could wrap in four seasons, and then you know that could be a complete story and still still be good. You know, not a lot of shows like even The Expanse. I'm really happy that The Expanse has managed to maintain the quality of of um, of its production and acting and story uh, for this many seasons because it's in season five now. Um, and also, speaking of which, there's The Expanse season six coming at the end of the year next year. You know. I guess this season started at the end of the year, so it'll probably start similarly in the end of December. So that'll be a solid year uh, difference between the uh, the releases. But hopefully, you know, by the end of this season, I'm still as hopeful for season six. But it's already been scheduled, so hopefully, you know, I'm assuming that whatever <laughs> metrics they're using says says it's worth it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, that's the TV shows pretty much in rundown uh, that I'm looking forward to uh, in the big 2021. Um, so yeah, we'll just wrap up with some random events and uh, stuff like that that I think are going that are worth looking out for. And you know, most of them are going to be politically related. But you know, first I want to mention. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to see what 2021 brings for um, X Men Comics. Hey, because X Men Comics, Jonathan Hickman's 2020 run in X Men has been very entertaining. It went. It it, it took the uh, X Men from uh, a, a sci fi route, a kind of dystopian future sci fi route, to a completely fantasy route. It's completely fantasy at this point. That's pretty cool. Like it is completely unmoored from reality. Like there's no pretty there's pretty much no mention of earth for the most part um the only mention of earth is as a repository to get mutants to do shit in other places like other world um Araco, um these just these otherworldly dimensions and 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 locales that that you know are not your street level spider-man fair and so i particularly like that as a huge um sci-fi fan and fantasy fan and so I'm looking forward to see where they go. There's a lot of storylines that are open still. Uh, they finished their their Ten of Swords event, which, for better or worse, I thought was was creatively done. Um, but it sets up a whole new landscape for the mutant community. So I just wanted to point that out. I'm a huge uh, Marvel Comics fan, um, and so yeah, check that check out the 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 comic renditions that are coming out from, from Jonathan Hickman and company and all of the side uh the side runs that are coming out with like X Factor, Hellions, Marauders, um New Mutants. I think there's a New Mutants run. But yeah, um everything else that's coming out on the side also highly entertaining. But uh yeah, there's that. And now moving on into the uh rando politics events that we should be looking forward to is um First, I'm interested to see what happens in this um this runoff election in Georgia that will be happening when you guys hear this tomorrow. That's on Tuesday. And uh 
it's it's going to set the tone for what's happening in 2021 politically speaking because if they win both of these seats it's going to be really interesting what uh excuses the democrats use to to justify why they aren't going to do any of the things that their progressive caucus is looking for and i don't know um i'm hoping that it uh it galvanizes some kind of uh uh of of groundswell of support for more progressives to overwhelm the congress in terms of voting in more progressives because they're seeing that it can't just be these isolated pockets if we're going to get anything to change because the democrats aren't going to do anything that's all that progressive okay there's not going to be police reform I don't think that they're actually going to get anything major done on any kind of relief in this pandemic. Like, I'm pretty sure this $600 little pittance that they handed out is going to be the last shit you see for several months. And then we'll probably be in a more stable place in, in you know, I'm thinking by March. Uh, I'm sorry, not March, April, May of, of this year. I don't think that they're going to be interested in performing any further relief. and so. I don't, and you know, Nancy Pelosi was just elected back to uh, head of speaker of the um of the house, so I don't see a lot a lot changing, and so it's going to be interesting because this is the setup for the worst than Trump that I've been talking about. Is the is the Democrats come in and they 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 go back to the same politics that brought Trump. That's what they're doing. They keep talking about going back to 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 civility, going back to old politics. They keep they keep bringing more and more Republicans into the cabinet. They keep on appointing super conservative uh, uh, people of of color into the cabinet, and all it's doing is, is is reassuring that nothing is really going to change. And I don't think that they realize that the people who are becoming more and more part of the electorate are looking for change. They're not interested in more of that shit. So I'm interested, interested to see what happens in this runoff election. Um, if the, if the Republicans win, which I wouldn't be surprised if establishment Democrats want Republicans to win these seats, because that would mean that they just get a pass in, in the political arena to say that they're obstructed. And, and, it's sad because a lot of people buy that shit. A lot of people buy that. They yuck that shit up, and it, and it, that's that's part of the 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 in the systemic flaws of the way that our politics are set up. You know what I mean? And 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 I hope to to see some something happen that violently shakes that up. And when I say violently, I don't mean physical violence. I mean like shakes it up and, and leaves it in a far different condition than it was before. Um, speaking of which, I'm also interested to see what, uh, what, what comes of the, the clickbaity political thirst trap, um, morning show, because they are very active in the community. They are active in, in mobilizing in the Georgia elections, um, as well as other elections nationwide. Um, both, I know that Benjamin Dixon does mostly online organizing, but he also does some on the ground organizing as well, but not as much as I would say is Mondale Robinson and, um, Marcus Farrell. And so I'm interested to see what these three brothers do because they are, they are probably the most mechanically savvy 
political operatives that I've seen on the black community in a long time. And when I say mechanically savvy, they understand how the rules of the politics work legally, because those are the rules that are being manipulated to 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 change and augment the way that the will of the people is seen in the political arena. And so they are really good at at mobilizing people in such a way that their voices can't be skewed in the typical way that politicians like to do that. And so they've been ostracized from the progressive scene because of that effectiveness, because the progressives or the quote unquote liberals slash progressives that are occupying the spot now are actually benefiting from that. And so I want to see what what happens with these guys because they've got a tailwind because uh, they've gotten a lot of exposure um, as of recent, um, especially because there's been a particular thirst for for intelligent, articulate black voices in the spectrum that could bring some kind of knowledge and understanding to to the scene. And so I very much look forward to seeing what's going on with them in 2021. I think it's going to be a big year for them. Um, and so, yeah, based on that, I'm interested in particular uh, legislation. I, I'm looking to see what kind of progress can be made with what gains have had been had or uh, legislation on reparations nationwide, not these little statewide um, initiatives that it's just I can't understand how they reconcile statewide initiatives when very few of those people actually live in the state the very few people who have uh descendants who were slaves still live in the states like it's not a huge percentage like there's historic neighborhoods but those people represent a very small uh population of the native uh uh people who were descendants of slaves there and so i don't understand how these these statewide reparations uh, movements are going to reconcile the need for a reparations package on the federal level. So if reparations are ever handed on a federal federal level, if you live in a state in which you've already received reparations, are you not part of that package? Or, you know, I just, I think that it's, it's a distraction. It's probably not the best strategy. Um, Working towards reparations on a federal level is the, should be the main strategy. And so I wouldn't hate on people working on their state strategies. I just don't think that they're going to be effective. And that energy could be used towards a strategy that, that might actually move the the nation forward um, in, in reference to this, because it's a national problem. It's not a statewide problem. Like the states participated in it. Yes. But the, the federal government states aren't, I, I don't know of, of, many reparations uh, packages that end at the state level. They all go up to the federal level, even if the initiatives start at the state level. And so it's just, um, we really need to, to to think heavily on that. And I hope that 2021 brings some movement because we have so many people, so many people moving towards that. And in that same um, respect, police reform, um, I just don't. There's got to be some movement on that. I'm oh, that's oh. If as long as I'm in America, I'm always going to be looking for what progress can be had on that front. 
because it's such a deadly front. It, it's it's a real problem in, in in this country. And so, yeah, I really look forward to seeing what 2021 brings for that because of people like um, Miss Nina Turner, who's running for Congress this year. I look forward to seeing what her run brings. Progressive Congress is going to be a big one. You know, that whatever that progressive caucus is doing right now, whatever, whatever uh, maneuvers and positioning they're doing right now to that, <clears throat> which I don't know who voted for Nancy Pelosi or what. I don't know who voted for what positions, but um, whatever man- political maneuver maneuvering they're doing, I hope that that political capital culminates into something. But I know that Nina Turner coming into that is going to be a galvanizing force for all of that. And so I really I really look forward to her seeing her election and, you know, every, you know, all things willing, uh, what her presence in the Congress can uh, bring to galvanizing uh, the progressive caucus into a real progressive caucus and not just a neoliberal caucus. But, yeah, you know, um, I don't know what what to look forward to from the Republican caucus i i keep seeing this stuff about you know steve bannon's maneuvering and i'm like jesus christ i really don't want to see what he 2021 brings for this guy because this guy's he's palpatine man he's palpatine pretty accurate (laughs) you know and so i have no clue what corruptive force he plans to bring during this year but i wish that all the worst you know, I, I guess I, I should have worked up that list as the top the top ten things I don't want to see happen in twenty twenty one. Niggas who I want to see fail. You know, niggas who need to be left behind in twenty twenty. <laughs> There's definitely a couple of them. You know, we need to leave behind a lot of these whack ass rappers in twenty twenty for sure. And it's it's so crazy, like how some of them perpetuate into into the into the industry. When they make terrible mid-music, like Playboy Cardi and all these guys, like their last forays were terrible, and they're all like topping Billboard 100s, but that's a story for another time, man. <laughs> that shit, that, 2021, let's try to leave some of that shit behind, man. Let, let's not continue that fucking, that deadbeat path. Um, but yeah, we'll go ahead, we'll wrap up on that, guys. I hope you enjoyed my my 2021 prospectus, what I'm looking forward to. In terms of entertainment and movies and such, uh, don't forget to follow us on the social medias. You can catch us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.